Welcome back, everyone. This is Season 3, Episode 8 of The Nest. I'm Maria Macias, and I'll be your host for today. I'm actually here with two very special guests, Paula Mendez and Melanie Brown. Hey, everyone. This is Paula. I'm actually super excited to be in this episode, as well as I'm one of the editors for The Nest. Hi, guys. I'm Melanie. I'm Green Cup President, and thank you guys for having me here today. Okay, so just to recap on what this episode is going to be about, we're going to be bringing back a movie analysis. We're probably going to do one like once a month. And for the first one of season three, we're going to be touching up on Quiet Place 1 and Quiet Place 2. Since it is the spooky season, it's the start of October. We do want to talk about kind of like a scarier movie than we did last year. I wouldn't recommend listening to this episode if you haven't watched these movies because we are going to be talking about spoilers. Um, I think Bada's going to give you guys like a quick summary of the movie. But before that, I'm just going to let you guys know that The Quiet Place 1 actually came out April of 2018. And it wasn't really a series until the second one came out in May of 2021. And I'm guessing it was because the first one just ended in a cliffhanger, just like the second one. So I'm guessing there's going to be a third one. So guys, before we start talking about our favorites and like these favorites part of the movie and our opinions and stuff, I am going to read to you guys the synopsis just in case you guys forgot what it was about so start quote if they hear you they hunt you a family must live in silence to avoid mysterious creatures that hunt by sounds knowing that even the slightest whisper or footstep can bring death evelyn and lee are determined to find a way to protect their children while desperately searching for a way to fight back end quote basically it is a family of five um in the beginning of the movie and in the end of the movie they lose two family members so in the end it is a family of three plus a baby that the mom has that's just like our basic um knowledge of the movie and then we're just going to be talking about certain scenes that spoke out to us the most heartbreaking scene from the movie for me to watch was when reagan felt the weight of the world on her shoulders of the death of her brother Bo. she was the one who ended up giving him the little spaceship toy, toy. yeah, yeah. The little spaceship toy that made noise and then the noise attracted the creatures and that's why he ended up dying. She felt like it was her fault. She felt super guilty. A lot of remorse from that death and seeing the way that she felt that her family didn't love her anymore or didn't care about her really ended up breaking my heart watching the movie and that was a real tearjerker for me. Yeah, I think it's crazy how like even though everybody in the family would do something for Regan like she still couldn't see how much love they have for her like her dad was working day and night just to make her an earpiece so that she could feel more included by being able to hear them and it's something so small to her but like it shows how much the dad wanted her happiness no yeah and it wasn't even her fault like it's just like what was she gonna do about it you know what I mean she was trying to be a good sister it wasn't like she intentionally meant for a monster to go get her brother she felt like a burden to her family and definitely in both the first and second movie that's like a repeated theme that she goes through the brother specifically told the dad one in a a scene where they're out um hunting that Mm -hmm. like like Reagan felt like they didn't love her because she was very like she felt really guilty for everything that happened with her brother and she like the brother was telling the dad that you know she she felt like no one really loved her in the family and that Mm -hmm. she was the odd one out and it's funny how i think okay well in my opinion just gonna put it out there i do think that the first movie was put together a lot better than the second movie the second movie to me had a lot of missing parts that shouldn't have been missing and things that were like Oh yeah, like this is there, but like it never explained why that was there or like the why this person was there. The second movie had like the tendency of jumping around a lot. Like it went from one event to the next event. Without, yeah, like, or a like even story. just um ideas of like like something that really stuck out to me in the second movie was the fact that the dad knew that the reason that the monsters were attracted was sound, but like the monsters hadn't even been there for a day. Like he he had seen he hadn't even seen one person die and he knew it was sound. Like how would he know that? We okay, as like the audience, I'm not sure if there was a scene there that they cut out maybe. But, like, as the audience, the people who watch the movie, you can't tell why he knows that it's sound. But going back to the waterfall scene that he has with his son, it's, like, 
it's so well put together the movie that like everything makes sense in the first one so like when that happens the dad tells the kid like okay like whatever the survival tips whatever and then when the dad is about to die in the end of the movie like the kid is trying to use exactly what the dad taught him so that the dad doesn't die but then the dad like dies for him so i just thought it was really cool how like before he dies he even says that like oh like i love you like he signs to reagan that he does love her just to make it known that hey like i love you like before i die like i'm doing this for you like you're not a burden on my shoulders adding on to that i think that 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 was such a like heartbreaking moment or more like a like an eventful moment in her life for him to tell Mm -hmm. her that because that's to have that weight on your shoulders like your whole that was like a year of her of the after the brother died right Mm -hmm, yeah and then for him finally to be like oh hey like I love you, like, you're not a burden, like, you do matter. Yeah, but to be a pessimist, like, not to be the pessimist, but, like, at the same time, I feel like she could have totally taken it the wrong way and, like, oh, look, he died for me, too, so now I have two people's death on my shoulder. Like, you know what I mean? 100%. Because she does take it like that, because in the second movie, she's still she with still the whole thing the about her being the burden of that. everybody. But also, like, in a more positive note, like, I feel like the death of her father, even though as heartbreaking as it was, yeah. it did bring something really important, which was she figured out the weakness for, like, the little creatures. Because yeah, she in, finally because connected the dots on her, her earpiece. It, it made her step up. Like it she made her step up and go into the room where the dad would always work, and he would see, mm-hmm. like, the little... um kind of like a murder board but not exactly yeah like, just where he had all of his hints his, together yeah. to figure there was out. a big a big scene where they show like weakness and question marks and then she remembers that her what is that called? her earpiece for yeah her little earpiece for her hearing um did weaken one of the creatures and she never really realized but after her dad died and she started thinking about everything she mm-hmm. finally connected like the when they were together. in the corn thing um both her and her brother were stuck inside of like the big pot of corn that they have and the creature comes and accidentally she basically like scares off the creature with her earpiece but she didn't even touch it she didn't do anything she had no clue so in the moment that that happens like she had no clue that that was like the missing component and then when the whole dad like situation happened that's when she realized like oh hey i can use this against them not only that like that situation completely set out the second movie like yeah i mean without that there would have been no way for the second movie to go to how it went so her dad had to die for the second movie to come yeah out. it was yeah it was kind of like for that in order for everything that happened in the second movie to mm-hmm. happen that dad had to die it was inevitable mm-hmm. yeah i think it's cool how the second movie that's the one thing that i do like about the second movie how it recaps on like what happened the day of because the first one starts off with them already being like used to mm-hmm. there being monsters it but the audience has no insight it gives us a little bit of background yeah it, it, it does it, it, makes more sense to us watching the beginning of the second movie to give us more context of what happened like the yeah. day of the day of when all the monsters not only that it gives exactly. us context as to like the new ca- character that gets introduced in the second movie which is emmett if we yeah, have exactly that, if we in have the beginning the of the second movie they wouldn't have been at the baseball game they wouldn't have seen the man they wouldn't have talked to him like we would have never known why it was that he decided to save that family and not everybody else has gone his way. Because mm-hmm. he said it. He was like, nobody's worth saving. Like, I'm not saving anybody. And then um, Evident was like, what do you mean? Like, what's wrong with you? Like, why would you do that? But I mean, it is a life or death situation. Like, you 100%. do have to put yourselves in somebody else's shoes. Like, any, like, just one more person can cause your life. Because you can choose if you're going to be quiet or not, but you can't choose if somebody else is going to be quiet. And the same thing happened when the dad and the son were in the woods and they meet an elderly couple and something happens to like the wife the and wife, she gets... Yeah, the wife was dead 
and then the mm-hmm. husband felt like she, he had no in place. pain yeah like in he had so much pain that he screamed from emotional pain and like he's like i have no purpose i mean die like my wife is dead yeah so, and obviously that brings a monster to the dad and the son so i honestly, now, i honestly thought that was what's gonna happen to emmett he had no family left so i thought at the end of the day he would have just ended his own life because he didn't ha- yeah. really have a reason to live anymore i mean it is the truth but it is kind of crazy how it kind of puts into perspective that like nothing stops something else so like the wife died like emmett's wife died because of a disease she didn't even die because of the monster so like it's ironic it, yeah it's, it's like wow like you survive a monster but you can't survive like what else is going on in the world it makes you like notice how like yeah maybe you have this horrible thing but like there's other things too like yeah. some things you like, just there's inevitable always, there's always gonna be something even if it's not the biggest thing in your yeah life. exactly it's always inevitable yes. so piggybacking from what maria and melanie were talking about um there is a specific scene where um we were in a port kind of like a like a marine <laughs> he said we she included herself into the movie of <laughs> course <laughs> my bad guys so basically they were in a port and you know Emmett had said previously that there was no one worth saving and this is where it comes to show in this port you have like he's basically right yeah the, you have this group of like people who are going beyond crazy and they use this little girl as like a trap to trap people and like make noise so they can die by the creature's hands so they're purposely killing the rest of the people because they want to survive mm-hmm. what's the gain in that like obviously their lives but they have kids on the boat too the kids are just as equally can make i it. thought i thought that we, they were cannibals yeah i thought that, i thought the same yeah i'm, I I'm pretty sure they were there cannibals some sort of, yeah. because i don't I'm, does the monster eat the human i think the monster just kills the human exactly so it's their gain they don't have to kill a human so they're not gonna hear the the loud noise so that like they're not gonna track the monster because that human's already dead and they can eat the human i mean when they appear they look like monsters themselves like i mean they're they're yeah like people going wild which is literally i mean i feel like that movie is so easy to connect to real life Mm -hmm. Because there's so many scenes that are, like, the extremes of what's actually happening in real life. Like, just with COVID, for example, the pandemic. Like, certain people that aren't normal anymore, like, they just never got back to the usual It's kind of like a paranoia, like like a Mm -hmm. mental disorder that just, it gets in your head and it can never really you. Exactly, exactly. You have so much PTSD. Not like a hypochondriac, but something of... Something along those lines. Something along those lines. I don't know, I think it's, it's, like, really good to see something so extreme... And then be able to connect it to something that's happening now. It's kind of like, oh, like, don't let like history repeat itself. Like yeah, yeah, exactly, a parallel. With something that's supposed to be fictional, and it obviously isn't because it's happening in the real life. And that was the same thing with... Um, like the mom dying, that COVID is happening right now. Somebody can die right now, and it doesn't have to be of COVID. It could be... Of, yeah, of anything else. It's I was like, going to yeah. say that, but I kind of forgot like, along the way that we were talking. <laughs> yeah. Um... Okay, so moving forward with another scene, like, not as sad. I thought it was so cool, like, when they finally got to the island and, like, how they got there without knowing where they were going. Yeah, like, was, they kind of were just like, like, okay, let's just get out of here. And they didn't even tell Evelyn. They didn't tell anybody. They just left. Emma like and Regan. Faith that they got Yeah, there. they were like, like okay, miracle. you know, like, I mean, at the end of the day, it's just, it's like fight or flight. So I mean, they got into that boat to survive. That's the thing. Like, when you're, when you're at your worst, like... What are you willing to risk? You have nothing to lose. So just go for it. She definitely did have something to lose, though. Reagan, she had her whole family left behind. But I still feel like but she had the whole she weight of her so shoulders. Di- she was do- so disconnected from her family, though. She was disconnected, but I felt like her way of 
making it up to them was finding that island. Like, if she found a way for them to get out and be saved, she would have repaid her family. Like, in her mind, repaid Yeah, her but family. that's the thing. That's two, two different, um, like, analysis of what happened. Because to me, it was more of, like, let me get myself out of their hands. It wasn't her trying to save her family. To me. To me, it was more of, like, hey, let me just leave so they don't have to deal with me anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think her intentions, to me, they weren't... Like, I don't think her intentions were, like, well, let me make it up to my family. It was definitely more of, like, a, like I feel like I'm not part of this family anymore. And I mm-hmm. just wanted, I don't want to keep on burdening them with my existence. Like, it's better if I just go and my then own way. And then the same thing with Emmett. He didn't have anything to lose either. His wife and son were dead. His, like, two loves of his life. So, obviously, he was like, okay, I'm just like, Regan, let's go. I'm like, let's do whatever. Like, if you have nothing to lose and there could be a better outcome out there, they're going to take it. Mm-hmm. Obviously. I definitely felt like they connected in a way of like, oh, I have yeah. nothing else to lose. Like, <laughs> let's just both go on this adventure together and yeah, see yeah. what happens. I mean, in yeah. some way, like, I feel like um, Reagan had like a sense of like he resembled his father a lot. A hundred percent. Yeah. Of, it made him. It made it seem like like a like a sense of like yeah, a like a father figure, like a yeah. father figure, like something mm-hmm. that is gonna help her grow, someone that's gonna help her grow when her father is absent. Something that she missed definitely. I feel yeah. like she was v- very much. I a mean, daddy just girl. from. Um, it had been like maybe not like a year but it had been like at least a month since the dad had died like it's something heavy that she was obviously still dealing with same thing with the mom she was still dealing with that but like she had to step in and take care of her kids another scene that was so important to me was how marcus completely like forgot about the fact that there's a baby in there that that baby needs air more than he does when they were in the little like yeah when they were in like yeah, a little military grade like bunker forgot, thing. I just think that I think it's it literally goes to show like when you're in survival, a fight or flight and like, like survival mode, like you don't think of anybody else. Fittest. Yeah, it's like, yeah, you literally don't think of anybody else. That's his blood. That's his like his little brother who was just when born. When push comes to shove, you're think always gonna it. think about yourself first. Yeah, exactly. It was it was he like was super scary to see that. I was like burning out like, of air, hyperventilating. He knew that if the baby made any noise, they were both dead. Mm-hmm. So the fact that he would like. T- to me, he, he just should have just left it on the baby and then saw what happened. But it just goes to show again, the like flight or fight thing. You don't know. Not just that. You don't even think it through. I don't think his reasoning was like, oh, yeah, like I'll be better off. He was just like, I need air. Like he did not think like, oh, yeah, maybe if I do this, this is going to happen. If I do this, this is going to happen. It was more of like, hey, I need it now. I'm going to get Any it Any rational decision that he, exactly. he just needed it right now. So he And even it. though, like the worst part is that he knew that his mom was getting the air for them. Like it wasn't like, oh, yeah, you weren't going to have air ever. It was like, just wait a little bit for your mom to get the air. And the fact that the reason they were stuck in there was his fault. It wasn't even anything to do with anybody else. The reason they were stuck was because he pulled out the little towel thing, so the bunker got stuck. And, but and he, like, it was it was because, I mean, he was in such a hair. hair. Yeah, no. He was in such a hair. It could happen to anybody. Like, it could happen realize. to the mom. It could happen to anybody. It was a genuine mistake, but it wouldn't have happened if he didn't go wandering off and he saw that lady, and that's yeah. why he screamed. So yeah, yeah, if yeah, he yeah. didn't go be curious and wander off, then it wouldn't have happened in the first place. Yeah. And then I think just to like kind of wrap it all up, I think it's so cool how they kind of did like basically a parallel scene where like in one side of the world and it's the same thing that happened in real life like okay like in the US blah 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 is doing blah 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 and then in China blah 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 is doing blah 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 like I'm doing this right now at the exact same time I'm doing this right now and somebody in another country is doing the same or something yeah or like something that has to do with me but I have no clue that we're both doing it so I think it was super cool at the fact that like you know I feel like it's kind of like an emotional connection where like you know when your family is still alive so that's if if the mother knew, like, if Evelyn knew that all of her kids were dead, she wouldn't be fighting for her own life. Yeah. But she knew 
that Regan and Emmett made it somewhere. We, even without, I, th- I think even if the radio frequency still like hadn't it's happened. A, it's like, a motherly instinct. Like, yeah, and, it's and a, even it's just, that just a lot of mothers Regan, have. like, she pulled out the radio thing, and I feel like she felt it, that they heard it. Like, she knows that they were using it. Not only that, it gives hope to, we don't know if there's other people out there. Yeah. They, had, they could have been hearing the song that had been playing, and then out of nowhere, they hear this high And now they're like, pitch. I mean, even um, it says it when Emmett says it, it's like, oh yeah, that's been playing forever. And then Regan's like, no, it's not because my dad would have said something. Obviously, Lee thought that that was just like something on record or something like that. Not like it wasn't a single person playing that. So if you hear something change, you're obviously going to know somebody had to change it. So he didn't analyze it either. Because exactly. the song was the most important hint or clue. It was literally, it was literally, it was literally telling him. Where to go? Like it was exactly what they needed to survive, and like it just, it goes to show. Like sometimes things just fly over your head. Like he had been listening to that song every single day, and he was still looking for something else when that was exactly what he needed. So to imagine, right in front of him. yeah, imagine like an Emmett, like like a family with an Emmett, right? Where they're just hearing this, hearing the mm-hmm. song constantly, and they don't think anything of it, and then all of a sudden, a high pitch frequency, like exactly, that you change? know somebody, you know somebody did that because obviously something had to have changed the sound. So yeah, I mean, I, gives, I just think that the, the whole movie does connect. Yeah. I do think the second one did have um, some like missing things, but I think overall they did a pretty good job connecting. Yeah. I think the franchise definitely did a really good job in connecting both movies in the sense that it, like the second movie backtracked to the first movie as well. It kind of gave you what was kind of missing in the first mm-hmm. one, but it also it has a few holes in it. So I'm really hoping that when yeah, the third it one comes out, it fills that in. Like, for example, like it does give you the background story of the day that everything started, but it doesn't show you like what they went through or how that like they even, how they even ended up to the house. Mm-hmm. Because that is not the house that they lived in. I'm pretty sure that that was not the house that they lived in. No. And if it was like, you don't see how they came back there. Cars make noise. So how are they gonna get back? How did like for example like, in the you first movie and you see them? How did they realize in the sand train? In exactly. The sand how did they realize that they had to put sand on the trails mm-hmm. to get to the house? Like none of that is shown. You don't just go from like one second to the next to just being completely quiet. Obviously, wonder, it's something you have to learn. I wonder how they foolproofed. How they soundproofed everything. I, I yeah. wonder how they foolproofed their house too because the lights like they had to have came up with that idea like yeah, oh red obviously. red means danger. The, and the, even the reason why they didn't go into their house house and only stayed in the farm was because the house creaked. Mm -hmm. They had to have found that out, trial and error. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't show you any of that. You don't get to see that. And as a, I mean, for me personally, as a viewer, I want to see that. Like, I want to know how they changed their entire lifestyle. I feel like it would have been so interesting that an own it's all movie by itself just of them yeah, how, they, really how they change like how yeah. they change their lives or their because lifestyle it's the same thing like okay when covid hit like we everybody changed mm-hmm. you didn't go out you didn't go to work you had to wear masks everybody got vaccinated like stuff like that that like everybody had to improvise it's little details like that that change everything in your life that mm-hmm. we want to see in the movie like how did how is it that they discovered all these things how did they, they realize what to do what not to yeah, do exactly. like there's no there's no guidebook how, like what that. was the trial and error that they had to go through like, and what happened even, while they were trying to figure this exactly, out exactly it's not even like they can publicly announce on a tv like hey guys do this this is what you have to do like for covid like it was like oh hey like do this everybody's fighting for their own oh i think something that that really really was well played out in the movie is the fact that because regan is dead they already knew sign language so they had an advantage which is so this important entire movie, yes which is yes. super important in the entire movie because the entire family knows sign language meaning that they can speak without talking but for exactly. example other, other families, families that, that they don't have that advantage yeah, yeah it's like making an advantage out of a disadvantage mm-hmm. which i think is so cool but i do think we need to wrap it up so i'm gonna go ahead and say our closing 
Um, just wrapping it up for you guys, Firebirds. Just make sure to take to check out our Dural Academy Prep social media at Dural Academy Prep for our Instagram at Dural Academy for our TikTok. You can also check out our blog at thefbdigital.com. And I really hope to catch you next week on the nest. Bye guys. Bye guys.